The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money man right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Howdy, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with these following great features. First off, our key is take emotion out of the picture. Our moolah word of the day has to do with routines and our minutes on your money. You got a breakup? Ooh, let's see how we can do it financially also. As always, our trivia question is based on a previous show, and last week's key was knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. And our very special guest is Leron Hirschkorn for today's show, so we're very excited to have him on our program. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Happiness. Happy. What's that? A happy song? Happy. There you go. And uh, I like Weird Al's version better. Tacky. <laughs> Insiders Club members are entered automatically in our weekly giveaways. And if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, all you have to do is answer today's trivia question correctly. And uh, so this week's trivia question is, in last week's show, we talked about the five areas of concern in knowledge is power not knowing is powerful and all you have to do is name two of the five areas of concern i'm raising the bar i'm asking for a little bit more i don't want one i want two of the five areas of concern so if you think you have the right answer you can win one of three ways you can call in chat in or email in to win if you want to call in that number is 1-866-966-9420 that's 866-966-9420 or if you are listening live at the website you can hop in our chat room hi i'm here come visit Or if you're listening from a podcast, maybe iTunes, maybe Stitcher Radio, who knows? We're on so many of them now. If you are listening from a uh, an app, a podcast, or other, you can still be a winner. All you have to do is send us an email to trivia at uywradio.com. Trivia at uywradio.com. So uh, there you go. Good luck. 
Uh, if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. For those of you listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. All you have to do is go to our website and click on the link now to start enjoying audiobooks. Yay, my favorite thing. So uh, minutes on your money. How to financially break up with your significant other. You and I were talking over the break. We didn't do it the smart way. We kind of just said, okay, here's the money. I got to go. We let let emotion get in the way. Yes. Uh, So, which is not part of this week's key, which is taking emotion out of the picture. We allowed emotion to dominate the picture because, you know, because neither of us had to do that, like realistically. No. You know, we, we didn't have to do that. And and I was trying to be the bigger person because I was the one that wanted to leave. So I said I would go. Or so I said. So he, when he said he would go and all I had to do was buy him a house, like buying a house is like a big deal, right? It's the single largest investment yeah. a single person or family can make. I said, that's it, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay. But then it didn't stop there because, you know, he got a big ticket item. And so he's like, well, I, I, you know, um, I need you to pay off my truck. And I'm like, Okay. And then he's like, wow. well, I need you to pay off my credit cards. And so I'm like, <gasps> okay. Okay. And then he racked them up moving in and then he needed them paid off again. And I went, <gasps> okay. And like, he's like, well, I need furniture. So I gave him all the furniture because I didn't care, you know, because I didn't want to look around and see him anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so I slept on the floor for four months and I gave him everything and I didn't, and I didn't have to, wow. but I just, I was so worried about looking like the bad guy because I already had to be the bad guy and say, you must go now. Yeah. And uh, I said, I love you. This is not about you. It's about me. Bye-bye. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I didn't break up financially very well. But, you know, I guess I guess to that testament, I said to him when he got the very last bit of money I had, and I, and I said, okay, there, so we're done. There is no more. Uh, so, and he, he, I think he was just trying to do it to stay in my life. I think it was what the idea was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said, you know what? You can have all that I have, and that's fine. But that's all you're ever going to get. And it's not all that I'm worth and I'm going to go out and I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and I think that he was trying to make me uncomfortable by taking my stuff from me. So I gave it to him. Uh, and when that didn't it. work, I get it. you know what I mean? I think he was just, he was trying to, he, he probably figured that I would keep him around if he tried to ask for something that was, you know, that, that was sacred. Yeah. But nothing was at that point. Yeah. Only my freedom. Yeah. As far as I was concerned. Yeah. But whether you are married for 20 years or just dating for six years, long-term relationships typically consist of sharing several things together, such as your apartment, leather couches, toothbrushes, and even monthly payments on cars or rent. And just because your significant other won't be around anymore doesn't mean your bills will go away, too. Ew. Even though this might be a hard time for you or it maybe it's an overdue relief for freedom, it's time to cut the financial ties with your ex and separate your financial responsibilities. Talking to your ex might be out of the question right now, so take out the emotion in a letter or email. Once you're done yelling and whining, throw that paper away or delete that text and start again without your emotions attached. Hmm, this week's key. Not a bad idea. Write down everything you both owed or paid for together. Start separating these items and bills using your best judgment and what would be fair to the relationship and each other's income. Feel free to use this sample financial breakup letter. (laughs) And I like this. Uh, And if you guys, you guys want to find this out, it's up on our website, this article. This is straight from the Unlock Your Wealth archives. Uh, So, um, 
It's it's got uh, stricken text here. So it says, "Dear jerk," and then it's struck through. Dear Dan, (laughs) dear jerk, I mean Dan, even though our relationship has ended, we still need to take responsibility for our monthly payments, maintaining good credit for our new futures apart. Please note, this is just as hard on me as it is on you. Not really, but (laughs) that's my editorial embellishment. Just kidding. But we need to do what's best for our finances. I have created a list of what we owe and how we can split costs on items we purchased together as well as gathered information on what we need to do to break up the titles on our car and home. Now make a list of everything you own together. Now you just take couches, curtains, crap, desks, dining room, table, chairs, patio, furniture, household supplies, kitchen supplies, bed and bedding, etc. And next to each item include the cost and who should get what and be fair to you in your financial situations. Of course, there might be a good chance that you don't want anything back. So give the option for your ex to buy back each of your items. Oh, that's kind of cool. God, I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah. If you want a fresh start, then suggest having a yard sale and split the profit. As for splitting apart your title and car loans, womensdivorce.com suggests that you too are responsible for the entire loan amount if you have cosigned. So that's what they call um, uh, uh, joint and several liability. So you each together owe the money, but if one of you defaults either owe the entire amount. So it's not a 50-50 gig. If you have a $10,000 car loan, it's 10 grand whether you both personally split it or one of you says screw you, who the yeah. other person's going to get tagged for the whole 10. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. It, that. That when you sign that dotted line, it's for 100%. Yeah. There's no such thing as co-signing, it's co-borrowing and people people need to know that. Uh so um you should reclaim the automobile or whatever item it is, or at the very least, have the other person purchase it from you, and you continue to make the payments, or you can just make them refinance it, and that would be the thing, and refinance them off. And if they can't afford it, like if they don't have the credit, if that's the reason why that you're on that particular note to begin with, then they probably shouldn't have the item, bottom yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, They shouldn't have the item. Right. You know, uh, and um, so... Uh, you could pay it off and give it to them or just, you know, do a voluntary repossession and both your credits get dinged. But it's better than than being financially responsible for something that, that clearly that you shouldn't be paying. Uh, la, la, la. If you owned a home together, bankrate.com offers advice and suggestions on what to do next. Include a time and a place to meet to further discuss and go over these options. Um, thank you for cooperating and understanding this is a hard time for the both of us. I hope we can work together in making a smooth transition with our finances. Sincerely, financial freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty clever. Yeah, like so that. once you get all that stuff sorted out, then you just got to make that first step and make that meeting happen and then sort the stuff and just be done with it. Yeah. Don't let that the stuff hang on. We've got an incredible show for you. We have <clears throat> Minutes on Your Money. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We have Moolah Word of the Day. We just did Minutes on Your Money. Moolah Word of the Day, Keys to Riches, and our very special guest, Lee Ron, coming up next on Lock Your Wealth Radio. Stay tuned for more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagonhalls. And it is our moolah word of the day, and we actually have a moolah phrase, spending habits. So let's take each one individually first. So spending in this context means paying money for items. Habits are when you are used to doing something over and over, and because you have that repetitive nature, may have been doing it and have a hard time changing out of it because the habit is ingratiated. Spending habits, as we join these two together, are the way you were used to paying money for things. These are things that you pay for routinely, whether it is a particular item you pay for routinely or a particular dollar amount you are used to spending, and all of which might be difficult to change because it has been habituated. How's that? Habituated. Habituated. You like that? Is that a new word? It is. Well... It's not a new word. It's just a new form of yeah. that word that you're probably not familiar no. with. No. So, yay. I stumped the wordsmith. You're pretty good at words. I'm okay. Well, I think you're more than okay. I think you do great at words. All right. Well, we're going to have another wordsmith on, and we are going to talk about insurance. Leron Hirschkorn is an independent life insurance agent and founder of bestlifequote.com, a national life insurance agency. His mission is to help individuals across the U.S. make sense of the confusion surrounding life insurance, have help them find the best rates, and help those that have previously been declined get approved for coverage through his expertise and high-risk life insurance. 
And Liron looks forward to speaking with us about your insurance needs. So, Liron, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm thrilled to have you a part of the show. Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. And this is so relevant to our five areas of concern because protections is such an important area for us to be paying attention to as we're working to build our wealth. And and I use and think of life insurance as insuring our success by insuring our success. Uh, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the first use and most important use of life insurance should be protection. Um, so, you know, while you may, you know, while life insurance may have multiple uses from, you know, estate planning to, you know, business buy-sell agreements, you know, to, to many uses, the, the first and most important thing you need to consider life insurance for is protection and protecting, most importantly, future income. Um, so that's really, uh, you know, when you, when you think about life insurance, the first thing you want to think about is, um, do I need it? And if you need to protect future income for uh, family or for, for um, business reasons, um, then, you know, you should consider looking at life insurance. So what are some examples of an insurable interest? Uh, sure. So um, an insurable interest is anybody that uh, relies on you for some form of financial or economic support. Um, so an example of it, you know, an obvious example is you are the, uh, main breadwinner in your household, um, your family, your spouse, your children, um, they would have an insurable interest, um, in you because, uh, they are, um, relying on you for economic or, or financial support. Um, in, in other situations, um, you could have a, uh, business who has a key employee, um, and if they lose that key employee, uh, they might need to spend uh, money recruiting and finding a replacement. Their revenue might drop um, because that person is key to the business. Um, and in that case, they would have an insurable interest in that key employee or business partners would have an insurable interest in each other because they rely on each other for, for economic financial support uh, for the business. So anytime there is somebody who's relying on you for uh, financially, that would be uh, an insurable interest. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this show regularly. And so uh, you brought up an excellent point that I want to address a little bit further if we could. And that is key man insurance. And I used to sell life insurance and I used to do it, you know, for my primary clientele were entrepreneurs and business people, franchisees, franchisors. Can you explain to the the individual entrepreneur that's listening that perhaps they have a partner that they may be the brains, but the other person like implements everything or vice versa, or they're the guy that does everything, but they're, they, they take direction from the other partner. Explain why key man insurance is so valuable. I mean, take a take a, a minute or so to, to really impress upon sure. the value of that and why your business should make that expenditure because sometimes policy premiums are hard to justify, especially if you have, you know, uh, somebody who is maybe morbidly obese, they smoke, they've got health issues, uh, they're older, you know, because all of those factors play into the, the premium cost. 
And so why would I want to take that on as an entrepreneur who's building a business? Why would I want to take on Keyman Insurance? Right. So if you have a, a business partner, um, the, the first thing you want to do is it's important to have a buy-sell agreement, right? Because if you have a business partner uh, that's key to your business um, and uh, now that partner dies, um, the question is, do you want to have a written agreement as to what happens? when that partner dies. So perhaps you can buy out the business from the partner's family. Um, or do you want to have now a potential conflict or battle with the partner's family? Maybe maybe the partner has a significant other who says, okay, I'm joining the business now uh, as your partner because, you know, my, my significant other passed away. I'm taking over his part of the business. And maybe that's not best for the business. Maybe you don't get along. Maybe you don't want to deal with that person's significant other. So the first thing you should have is a buy-sell agreement um, that would state what happens if one of the business partner gets uh, disabled and can't work anymore or dies, right? right. So you would have a, an attorney draft an agreement that says, um, okay, if you die, I'm going to buy out your share of the business for X times revenue or for some kind of formula. Um, now, of course, it's great to have that agreement. That's the first step you should have. But what happens if the partner does die and then, you know, you need to come out with a million dollars to buy out his family? Um, obviously, that may not be something that's feasible. Um, so the underlying funding mechanism for that buy-sell agreement is generally a life insurance policy. The business would purchase a uh, either the business or uh, individually you purchase life, in- life insurance on each other, each partner, um, and that sets the funding mechanism for, okay, here's what happens if one of us dies, and here is how we buy out um, each other's uh, family, and the, the funding mechanism, the, the money comes through an insurance policy. And so it's very important to have that in place if you have a partner and, you know, if the, if the business has value and you don't want to come into a situation where, uh, you know, you're now dealing with, uh, with the estate. Um, and, you know, they may want to collect a monthly paycheck for their value of the partnership and they may not be doing anything or there may be conflict. Um, and the same thing is true, and that's for buy-sell. The same thing is true with a key employee. If you have a key employee that, um, like you said, you might be um, the brains of the business, they're implementing, they're, they're out there, they're, they're bringing you business and sales, and that person dies, uh, that's obviously going to make an impact on your business. And so you want to have uh, coverage on that person so that you can get a, a you know revenue that's going to replace uh, maybe what that person brought into the business. You can hire someone. You can you can look for that uh, for that talent to replace them. So um, both those types of situations, you know, if you're a business owner, you should really consider putting those things in place, uh, you know, so that your your business is well protected. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, I think about how valuable my director of operations is, and and she allows me to be able to live the dream and party like a rock star and, and get to do all of the fun things like the radio show and the TV appearances and all of the speeches and everything while she makes sure everything goes down every day. And I don't know what I would do without Carrie. And and in, in the event that I lost her, you know, to even get a temporary person to sit in that position 
position, you know, you go to a temp agency, it's going to cost you more than your initial employee. But the long-term ramifications can be huge because, you know, while they, they say everybody is replaceable, you just have to understand what they do. That's not always the case because they may have an intuition and you might have this unspoken subconscious relationship that they can anticipate your next move and already have it in place for you. I mean, that's one of the greatest things that that I have that that I've found with with Carrie and and I might be able to fill that position, but I may not be able to replace her. And so the business would have a loss in the event of her demise. Absolutely. You know, and so I think that that's a, a great point. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, think about a, uh, you know, a, a famous restaurant that has a, a five-star chef that everybody knows really well. Yes, everyone's replaceable. But if you're the owner of that restaurant and the name and everything that stands behind that restaurant is the chef, and they just died. Uh, and, you know, people, people know about that. And, you know, that's going to impact your, your brand, right? Because uh, your brand was based on a, a specific uh, individual or, or, or person, you know, or think, think about organizations like uh, Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins has a, a major company, but if he were to die tomorrow, that would make a huge impact to all the seminars and a lot of the things that they do. And so I'm sure that somebody like Tony Robbins, for his organization, there's a substantial amount of, of coverage on somebody like that because they are the brand uh, of the company, and, and you could you could put that in in the context of a small business for entrepreneurs in, in the same way. Yeah, I mean, I, I love your 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 chef example too. I mean, both of your examples are great. You know, anybody can use the same recipe, but will it come out the same? No, it won't. And anybody can give a Tony Robbins speech and how many people quote him all day long, but it's still not him. So that brings up, that's an amazing point that, that you focus on. And I'm, and I'm really glad that, that you made it a point to illustrate that. So, uh, the, so when folks, especially entrepreneurs are thinking about this sort of stuff, uh, they need to have this buy sell agreement in place. And then they also need to, um, have the insurance in place because you're Right. What if the business is doing well, and so you do your earnings multiple, and that's a big chunk of cash, but the business doesn't have it to buy out the person or you personally because you've been reinvesting as the entrepreneur, and, and most entrepreneurs do. They just they keep gambling. You know, I, I look at I was watching Elon Musk's um, bio, a biography, and you know he 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 put a hundred million dollars of his own money in. I mean, it was the last. Of of what he had. And he was like, I don't know if I'm going to make payroll in a couple of weeks when it came, when it was with Tesla and they had this, this mm-hmm. big, you know, thing that they were, or they were trying to close this transaction with, with Daimler Mercedes Benz to try to get them to do their batteries so they could get a cash flow infusion. And, and they were like, we have two weeks left of, of money yeah. to make to make rent and payroll and wow. stuff, you know? So, so I think about like the importance of that. So when we get back from the break, I want to ask you the elusive question and there, everybody sits on different sides of the fence, but I want to talk to you about term versus whole life. You are listening to Leron Hirschkorn on unlock your wealth radio. And we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention, passengers. Please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am joined by Liran Hirschkorn, and he is our bestlifequote.com independent life insurance agency, and he's also founder of the website, bestlifequote.com, and we were just talking about the importance of life insurance as it relates to one of our five areas of concern, which is protections, and we were speaking in terms of entrepreneurship and what they needed. And uh, Liran, I asked you before the break the the term that's the always popular debate, and there's never a simple answer, uh, but I would love to hear what your take is. Is it, do we buy term or do we invest and buy whole life insurance? Uh, sure. So that's a, a great question. And uh, obviously, if you, if you Google... Uh, that term online, you're going to find uh, a million different opinions from uh, a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, you'll find agents who think, you know, or, or their, uh, their answer on the topic is that whole life is better than, than term because why get, a, why get a temporary policy when you can get a policy that's always going to be in, in place? Uh, but that's not necessarily my opinion. So, you know, to, to, to break it down, and uh, we have this uh, great uh, consumer guide uh, on our, our website, com that you can really go and uh, look at all these um, questions and uh, see what's best for you specifically. Uh, but, you know, when you break it down, you really have term insurance and permanent insurance. And uh, for most people, I think term insurance 
um, is really going to be the right answer, and I'll, I'll go into why. Um, there are times that permanent insurance, such as whole life or universal life, um, could be useful. Um, there's a few instances where I think it would be. Um, one, uh, if you were doing estate planning and you need to guarantee that you're going to have money at the end of your life to be able to pay things like estate taxes, so you are heavy in real estate, for example, or you have a business that's valued uh, at, at a high dollar amount, and uh, the government's going to come in and say, within nine months, your heirs have to come up with the money. And if you don't want your heirs to have to do uh, to to sell your assets, real estate, which may not be hard, easy, which may not be easy to get rid of. Yeah, like Joe Robbie Stadium. <laughs> do you remember that life insurance estate thing? Uh, yes, and. and- and, you know, um, the New York uh, Giants football team had to be sold uh, some years ago because of estate taxes. So um, if you're in real estate or if you have a business and, and you're going to come into the you know, over $5 million amount that requires estate taxes, then you need to you know, consider having some permanent insurance if you don't want your heirs to sell off assets. But for many other people, um, if you're going to look at the dollar amount of life insurance that you need, and I think that's the first place you need to start with, how much protection do I need before you figure out what kind of insurance do I need? Um, when you look at your, your, your debt and you look at your income and, and you come up with a figure, you take a multiple of your income and what your debt is, and you come up with a figure, figure let's say you need a, a $500,000 life insurance policy. Well, the first thing you want to do is price it out. What is it going to cost me for a term? What is it going to cost me for other types of insurance? And when you look at the cost difference, that may just be the answer for you right there because you may say, you know, the $500,000 policy is going to cost me 50 bucks a month and the, the, the term and the, the whole life policy is going to cost me 500 bucks a month. That's not happening. I, I'm not put, I can't afford that or that's not something I want to do. So that makes all the answer for you right there. And the first most important thing that you have today is the protection you need for your family, not, you know, taking that same amount of $50 and buying a $50,000 whole life because your family's not going to have the right amount of protection. So that's, that's the first step. And I think that can solve the answer for a lot of people in terms of do I need term, do I need whole, first price it out and see what makes sense. Um, the second step is, you know, for a lot of people, if you're, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, you're generally going to need protection for um, things like covering your mortgage debt, for things like replacing your income for a certain amount of years for your family, money to put your kids through college. If you're, you know, 30s, 40s, 50 years old, and you're going to be working for the next 20 or 30 years, you want to replace that income for your family. And you could do that with term insurance. Mm-hmm. If you're saving money, you're, you're following, I'm sure, all the, uh, you know, you talk about five areas of, of, of wealth to look at. If you're following all those things throughout your life, and then by the time you're 60, 65, and that term coverage is going to expire, well, hopefully you've done the right thing over time. You've saved assets. And you may not need any insurance at that point in your life, or you may not. You may need a much smaller dollar amount of insurance. Right. Or you may want that permanent because maybe you've built your wealth to be over $5 million and you may have those estate planning issues that you might have to contend with. So by, so right. f- from the way it sounds to me, you know, the term has its purpose. And instead of being a forced savings plan, provide the insurance that, that you need uh, when you need it. Because by the time it expires, you're right. Your life is going to be radically different than when you first got it. And why would you want to have that burden of the higher payments for less coverage just to have a savings account? You know, when when it's not going to serve your needs. Yeah, and if you do, and if you do the math, and and you know, you you look at uh, you know the concept of buy term and invest the difference. If you do the math and you do buy term, 
and you are saving and investing assets and putting money in your retirement and, and tax, uh, you know, uh, deferred or, or you know, tax uh, beneficial type of accounts, then, yeah, chances are you are going to come out ahead than getting a whole life policy, which average return is going to be about 4%. Um, but the thing is with whole life insurance also is that, you know, whole life insurance is beneficial in terms of a return on investment if you hold on to it for 20, 25, 30 years. The, the issue is that most people don't. Uh, about 39% of people cancel their whole life policy within the first 10 years. And unfortunately, they've spent a lot more money on insurance, uh, and they don't really have anything to show for it because the cash value you've accumulated over that time is not even uh, more than what you've put into it. So term insurance would have been better for that 39% of the population that, that for whatever reason, either it's too expensive or they don't need insurance anymore, whatever it is, cancels their whole life policy. So in my opinion, um, the first thing you need to do is look at how much life insurance do you need and go from there. And what you'll find is that in many, many cases, uh, term is really going to be the best, the best need because if, you know, like myself, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 33. Um, and, you know, I need, uh, you know, a couple million dollars of insurance. Whole life is going to be very expensive if I wanted to, you know, to get a $2 million whole life policy. I'm looking at $50,000, $20,000 a year. Um, you know, I'd much rather, you know, spend uh, a couple thousand dollars a year and have that same protection for, for my family while I build up my assets over the next, uh, you know, 20 years. Right. I, I, for me, I think uh, about it um, in similar terms, and I think about the investment side of it. So, you know, why would I pay for a guaranteed return in single digits when I can, with what I do in my investing, make double-digit returns with with income-producing assets? So not only am I getting cash flow, I'm also getting appreciation. And so I'm getting a double bang for my buck, you know, and, and I have have control over it and I get money to spend now versus the life insurance where I have to borrow my money later if I want some and then I got to pay it back to myself and everybody says, wouldn't it be great if you could be your own bank? But I think it takes you too long to get to that point. It, it, it does. It, it takes, a, it does take, uh, you know, it takes about 10 or 11 years just to break even in terms of the, the dollar amount that you put into whole life versus the cash value that you, that you have. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, um, many life insurance agents want to sell whole life because when the premiums are higher, uh, you know, the commissions are a lot higher. And so you'll find, you know, life insurance agents wanting to sell whole life. Uh, I think there's a limited market for it, like I said, in certain situations uh, for estate planning. Another situation where you may want to consider permanent insurance is uh, either, either universal or, or whole life policy is if you have a special needs child um, because that's a unique situation where, you know, you're not buying insurance like a term policy until your child is maybe 25 years old so that, you know, they're going to be on their own at that point. They, they may not rely on you for financial support. Uh, if you have a special needs child, um, you m- might want to think about, okay, I want some money there. Even though they're getting government benefits, I want some additional money to be there for them uh, when I pass because they're not going to be, they're never going to be on their own. Um, and in those cases, you want to do, uh, you, you really want to plan, you, you want to have maybe permanent insurance, and you will also want to have uh, create a third-party trust where a sibling or, or a family member can manage that money within a, that life insurance money within a trust so that they don't lose their government benefits because they have money in their name. So that's another example where permanent insurance could make sense. 
Um, but I think in a lot of other situations, term insurance really makes sense for, for most people. You know, and you brought up an excellent point. I think that there's a misconception out there about folks with Down syndrome or autism or cystic fibrosis or, or uh, cerebral palsy that these people are going to have a shortened life. And that's just not the case. You know, especially just no. in general health, you know, the the compression of morbidity for folks has gone um, way down. And so our longevity is going up. So if anything, our insurance rates should be going down. But people are living longer. Even special needs people are living longer today thanks to the miracles of modern technology. And that's something you have to plan for. You know, it's uh, one of my friends just was given a parrot um, to take uh, a care of and I said you realize that you have to have an estate plan to have a parrot because they live like 70 years hmm. and they're like seriously <laughs> and I said yeah you realize that that's like how long a commitment you just made and and he's like oh my god I'm 35 already I don't plan on living to 100 wow. <laughs> and I said right. yeah you know you got to think about that so you know th- there's all kind of crazy things that um that would necessitate an insurable interest. I want to ask you real quick, because you've brought it up a couple times, and I'm sure that somebody else has got to be thinking this at the same time. You mentioned about how to calculate the dollar amount you need, and you mentioned paying off debt and then some sort of multiple of your income. Is there a rule of thumb that you prescribe to calculating the face amount of your life insurance policy? You know, I really don't necessarily say rule of thumb. You know, you'll you'll find uh, out, you know, you'll find... uh, you know, I think Dave Ramsey says uh, 10 times your income and Susie Orman says 20 times your income. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily say rule of thumb because everyone's situation is, is different. Um, you might have a house that's fully paid paid off. Um, you might live in New York City or Los Angeles where the cost of living is much higher than, let's say, in, uh, you know, in, in middle, middle America. So uh, I think you really need to evaluate your own situation um, and take into account what are the things that you want your life insurance money to do. So uh, do you have do you have any kids? So if you have one child, um, that's going to be a certain amount of money that you might want to be there for, for college. If you have four children, obviously you might want to have more money to be there uh, for college if, if you pass away. So I think you really need to take sort of an inventory. Um, one, more what of am a I global at? look. Yeah, exactly. I mean, do I have a million dollars in the bank or do I have $10,000 in the bank? Do I have do I have mortgage debt? Do I not have? What is my income? Does my spouse or, or significant other work? Um, you know, so you really need to sort of take a, a global view of your assets, your liabilities, what you want your life insurance money to do, how long you want your income replaced for. Um, you know, and and really come up with a number. There's, you know, it's sort of a part art, part science, right? Because you don't know. When you're buying a life insurance policy, uh, am I going to live, am I going to need this 10 years down the road? Am I never going to need it? Or am I going to need it tomorrow? So you really need to take a, a global inventory of your, of your life, what you want your life insurance money to do, uh, you know, income of, of, of people working in the household, um, and then sort of come up with the number that you feel, that you feel comfortable with. Um, that you can afford. You don't want to buy a policy that, uh, you know, that a year down the road you're going to say, why am I paying for this? You know, it's too much money. and cancel mm-hmm. it. So it's a sort of a, of a, of a balance of, um, you know, how much money do I want to spend on a monthly basis on life insurance and how much coverage do I need or, or want to have in place for my family? Mm-hmm. So there's really no, I would say, exact formula. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that the where these like 10 and 20 times your income, it has to do with outpacing inflation and not touching the principal to be able to have a, a, a large principal amount that can generate income that can be drawn off where it uh, it doesn't right. ever touch the principal. I think that that's where they kind of get carried away. And I think you're right because demographically and geographically, it's going to make a difference, you know, uh, whether how much you have to leave, whether you're in, you know, very expensive. New York City or sitting out here in the burbs in, in sunny Arizona. So, you know, I think that the lifestyle and all that stuff have to play into it. I know my girlfriend always says, well, you know, her parents have, have created some b- big, sophisticated trust. She says, nobody's driving Ferraris to our funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but but there are assets there, but they're going to make, they're, they're not going to let their kids be dancing on their grave. That's for sure. So I, one of the things that right. I know that you specialize in with your life insurance is assessing the the needs of high-risk individuals. And uh, so is that like race car drivers and people that jump out of airplanes for sport? (laughs) Uh, Yes, it could be. Um, You know, high-risk really is a a category of of, uh, high-risk in terms of high-risk. It could be occupations. It could be high-risk activities. Like uh, I recently insured somebody who does paragliding every single weekend. Um, and so that's obviously a high risk and it could be high risk, uh, from a health standpoint. So it could be that you have your type one diabetic or type two diabetic, or you have multiple sclerosis or hepatitis or some kind of health issue. Um, and, or it could be that you just have a unique, unique situation, not necessarily high risk, but, um, you know, uh, for example, there are hundreds of life insurance companies out there and there's only one. Uh, that will give you non-smoker rates if you only use e-cigarettes and haven't smoked in the last 12 months. So hmm. what I my clients is I, I, uh, I represent over 30 companies, and my specialty is understanding the unique underwriting guidelines of each of those companies because every company has a different level and appetite for risk. Um, so uh, one of the things I do is I have relationships with, with underwriters. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I had somebody come to me uh, over this past weekend um, and they're uh, male in their 60s, and their PSA is just a little bit over four. Now, uh, most life insurance companies, over four is a concern. So what I did was I reached out to uh, about 15 different companies, and I asked them, how would you look at this case? A 62-year-old guy with a, with a PSA over, you know, in the, in the mid-four range. Um, I had a few companies came back and said they would decline the case. Um, some companies came back and said, we could consider standard rates if the PSA has been stable. Another company came back and said we would offer a preferred rate. That that difference in pricing within the companies that would offer a preferred and standard is is well over fifteen hundred dollars a year. And so um, my specialty is knowing uh, having relationships with underwriters at companies, understanding the unique guidelines of, of companies, um, and uh, being able to find the best fit for somebody specifically based on their lifestyle, their health. Uh, their occupation, um, if they they travel internationally to certain countries. There's lots of different reasons why you would want to work with um, an independent agent who has access mm-hmm. to multiple companies and, and understand their guidelines as opposed to just going to, okay, I'm just going to apply with, you know, MetLife, right. um, which is a company I represent, but they may not be the best fit in every single situation. Right. Um, and so I kind of help people ma- maximize their, their their dollars for the coverage that they get. 
And that makes a whole lot of sense, Liron. It's been great having you on the show, and we are up against the clock. So if folks have a, a potential high risk or just a general interest and are, are looking to uh, explore the benefits uh, and peace of mind that, that life insurance presents, how can folks get a hold of you? Um, sure. So they can visit uh, our website. It's bestlifequote.com. Uh, a few features that we have on there. We have a, uh, a start here. You can click on guide uh, that will, you can get a, a lot of valuable information. Uh, we also have a live chat on our website that's uh, on during, you know, typically regular business hours where you can speak with us and uh, answer questions. You can get a quote on the website, um, you know, instantly by looking in quotes. And of course you can call me and, you know, I'd be happy to speak with anyone, uh, you know, about any questions you have uh, regarding life. Great. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio today, Liron. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Liron's show page and click on all the linky links to his good stuff and his contact information and more. Stay tuned. We have the keys to riches coming up on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonall's here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and it's that time again for our Keys to Riches. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and hopefully you have been receiving some tremendous value out of today's program. 
I'd like to share a little bit more of that with you with our Keys to Riches. Our Keys are a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, but it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time here on the Unlock Your Wealth radio program. And we are on our fifth key this week, and it is take emotion out of the picture. So we do brain-based financial literacy here for those of you who are joining us for the first time. And simply put, what that means is that we are biologically set up to fail at long-term money management. We're biologically set up to fail about long-term anything management, whether it's money management, (laughs) you laugh, Michael, weight management, you know, anti-aging management, goodness gracious, you know, anything long-term that requires planning, you know, um, we're just not likely to get it done right. You know, because we're we're not built that way based on the brain, the way the brain works, and this is an important key because emotions can can cause us to make ineffective financial decisions, and it's tough because we survive first. Our brain is all about survival, then emotion, and then logic, and so. If we pass the survival stage, so fight, freeze, or flee. So if we're not threatened by something and our initial decision officer, now me, says, okay, I'm going to be driven towards pleasure and away from pain. And if something feels painful, like, ooh, I got to balance my checkbook. Like, I'll do that later because, you know, he has a, a, a best friend called future me. And so I'll do that later because right now I just, it's uncomfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable. I want to be comfortable. So I'm going to do, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something more pleasurable in this moment. I could, you know, go catch the latest Superman 1500 or I can, you know, and it's, and it's the premiere, you know, tonight, or I can balance my checkbook. And so you're like, balance my checkbook, go to the premiere with my friends. Well, I'm going to go to the premiere with my friends and uh, I'll do that later. But later never comes because when later gets here, when the future does get here, it's now again. And so guess who's at it? the initial decision officer. Now me is at it again. And so he's going to want to do something pleasurable. And so it's, you know, you said you'd do your checkbook later, but later's here. But now, you know, I can take and I can go out to dinner with my friends or I can balance my checkbook. And go to dinner with my friends and got, you know what? My brother's back from Afghanistan. I could hang out with him. We could have a good time. And so like, do I really want to balance my checkbook? And I'm like, no, not really. So I'm going to put it off. And so we let our initial decision officer make decisions as we start feeling uncomfortable about things. So let's say we make it through that survival brain and we get into our emotional brain. So now we've got five other characters, our basic emotions that can attach to anything coming in as as a stimulus. And so now... If we experience something that we've already experienced before, so it's not something new, it's something existing, and we already went through this process and we had an emotion about it, we're going to go reference it because it's going to feel a certain way. So if it feels good, we might do it again. And if it feels bad, we'll probably kind of time to avoid it. And the last time you balanced your checkbook, you probably had a few overdrawn charges, right? And you're like, oh, that's painful because now they're really expensive. They're like 30 bucks a whack. You know, and so if you bounce like a $10 check, that's like ridiculous. You know, 
Like, that's a ridiculous penalty. It's like, what, 10,000%, you know? Uh, so, uh, so now we're like, oh my gosh. So it was uncomfortable the last time. And we had a negative balance the last time, so we're less likely to do that again. And our emotions run wild with us if we give it half a chance. And But when that happens, as we know, for those of you who listen regularly in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, that... You know, when um, when we start dumping hormone, when our emotions get too excessive, whether extremely euphoric on the pleasurable side or extremely negative on the painful side, that we start dumping hormone. And when we dump hormone throughout our body, it shuts off the access to logic, Larry, our, our logic part of the brain. And now we can't think clearly because we don't even have the guy that's supposed to do all the clear thinking available to us. So not only was the door shut to that area of the brain, it was deadbolted. And and now we can't we can't get in there to to think clearly. You know, have you ever had an experience that maybe it was an argument with someone and about 15 20 minutes later after the argument, you walk away and you're like Oh, nuts. I should have said that. Uh, that would have been the perfect comeback. You kidding me? <laughs> All the time. It, uh, so do you know why that happened? Well, you've told me why. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm cheating. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you do have a leg up on the competition. <laughs> so the reason why we do that is because it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for that hormone to wear off after it's been dumped. And so it's hard to try to keep you know, motivated about money, especially because retirement and saving for the future is such an abstract concept. You know, I can reach over and touch the keyboard on this computer. It's physical, it's concrete, it's tangible. I can understand it. I can articulate it. I can move it about. But what is retirement? It's so figurative. It's it's abstract. It's not something we can embrace. And we've never done it before. You know, we see our grandparents. You know, we, we see that they're in retirement. But maybe that's not exactly what we want to do in our retirement. Maybe we haven't even thought about retirement because we're in our, like, 20s or 30s. And, and we don't even, we still haven't even acknowledged the fact that we're going to get old, <laughs> let alone th- think about planning for retirement. So it's this emotion that we have to be careful with. And what we have to do is learn how to keep our passions in perspective. So we want to be excited and enthusiastic about making money, but we want to be reserved and impartial in control when it comes to spending money. And the key isn't about how much money we make or how we generate it. It's what we do with it after that fact. And what happens is, you know, my dad used to always say this key was kind of inspired by my father because he would say, you know, I can balance multi-million dollar budgets. And he was the guy that they would move from plant to plant when there was an ailing facility and he was in the linen supply company. And it was he was the turnaround guy. Yeah, he couldn't balance his own checkbook. And he said it was because he was emotionally attached to the money. Cause you, and you, you get that way. You work so hard for that green, you know, and especially if you don't have a very glamorous job or if you've got a manual laborer and you're scrubbing floors on your hands and knees, you know? And, and, and so when you get that paycheck, you're like, wow, I want to do what I want with this. But uh oh, first Uncle Sam puts his gritty paws on it. And then you've got all these other people that are making demands of it. And all you want to do 
is buy something for yourself or reward yourself for your hard work, but you got all these obligations that you took the pleasure from up front, but made the financial commitment to pay it back, like on credit cards, car loans, house payments, that sort of stuff. (laughs) Fancy little doohickeys for your computer. And uh, so we have to learn how to keep our passions in in perspective. And the way we do that is simply by controlling our physiology. And so when we feel like we're getting emotionally engaged into something one way or another, and we're being pulled either in extremely pleasurable sense or an extremely painful sense, we have to take a step back before we make any decisions. And we want to make sure that we have all of our faculties before we do that. And that's it for this week's key for your key statement, key affirmation, and key action item. Please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And Insiders Club members get access to all kinds of great stuff available on the website. And if you want to become an Insiders Club member today, just visit the website and click on the link to start reaping the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. So uh, this episode has been brought to you by audible.com. Uh, visit our website and click on the link at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book to get your free audiobook and 30-day trial from audible.com with over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, iPad, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhals. Thanks so much for joining us. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.